What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Chell Stars podcast. We took a week off to just prep ourselves for the fantasy draft, and really nothing happened anyways during that time, so we couldn't really you know, discuss much. Uh, but the whole gang is back today for episode 12. On today's episode, we're going to be continuing our award predictions, kind of talking about more on the Canucks side, who we think certain Canucks will win what awards type of thing and we'll also go over some hockey news recap around the league and a little recap as well of our fantasy draft and kind of you know the sleeper picks who has kind of the best overall team etc so max i'll uh let you kick it off perfect thank you mikey uh, and welcome back everyone uh so in this last two weeks we've had a few pretty big signings uh we're not going to go over everything today just because that is pretty redundant we don't have much to say on a bunch of them uh, I will first note that almost all of the uh, PTOs that we talked about last podcast, about all of them got released. So, good job for Tannen. You didn't make Edmonton. You're probably done. None of us are surprised. And so close. None of us are surprised. Do you think he was close, Kyle? No, God, no. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I feel like a lot of people on like Twitter and social media thought he was because he literally played every single preseason game for them. Didn't he take a bad penalty then they only played like two minutes in one of the games? Yeah, he got walked by Brady Keeper on defense and then took a tripping penalty, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And then got left in Abbotsford. (laughs) Yeah. That was the best part. They brought him back to Abbotsford first and then cut him. (laughs) (laughs) Just left him out here. Alrighty, well, um, we can probably start us off with uh, finally the almost the last RFA signing. Uh, they are all done now, but the only key one left was Jason Robertson. He signs for four years at seven point seven five mil. Uh, Dallas finally signing him in the right near the end of preseason. Um, probably wish they could have gotten a longer contract on that, but it's still a pretty good one, and it does. It's... Yeah. It's actually the perfect length contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It expires as RFA, so it's like a perfect length mm. contract where they still have control of the player after the contract's done. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, moving on here, we can go into another big signing over in the Lawn Island. Uh, I got Matt Barzell signing for eight years at $9.15 million. Uh, I genuinely forgot it was that much. Holy crap. (laughs) Um, um, moving on here to Calgary. They finally got Uyghur, uh, extended as well past next season. So he will be sticking with the team for another eight years at 6.25 million. Ah, it's a pretty big deal for a guy like that, but I mean... They kind of needed to do it, or else they would have almost been labeled uh, labeled as the loser of that trade. And lastly, even earlier today, it was a signing. It was uh, Travis Sandheim uh, for eight years at 6.250 again. Pretty crazy, but that's the defensive market right there. It's either that or 9 mil. Thanks to <laughs> Seth Jones. Kind of glad didn't come to the production. Yeah, there was initial rumblings. That would have been nice, actually. I mean, he would have fit in well with Hughes, but that contract is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's Myers-esque. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that just about does it with all the signings. Uh... I think you missed one, Max. Um, just today, there was a, I think, a one-day signing of oh, BXO yeah. with with well, the Canucks. Not official yet, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> Rumored, <laughs> I guess. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not official. Rumored. Not official. Yeah, I mean, it is technically, though. On, uh, I believe it's no- November 3rd. Uh, November 3rd, yeah. Uh, Kevin Bieksa oh, okay. is going to be signing a one-day deal to retire as a Canuck as he, they face the Ducks. Pretty yeah, cool. it's nice that they plan nice. that for it to be against Anaheim, too. Uh, didn't he retire, like, two years ago and get into broadcasting? I don't I mean, know if he ever officially <laughs> retired, but he's yes been a broadcaster for a while now. Yeah, I, I even guess he never did anything. retire. But he's good. I like him on the panel. I haven't seen oh, him he's, on the panel. He's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wears mm-hmm. cool it's, socks it's... too. <laughs> How That's what it's all about. It's all Is he putting his socks. feet up on the desk? Oh yeah. <laughs> have you not seen the socks he wears, Kyle? I have not. I no. no. Okay, I usually just watch the Avalanche play, and they don't have Kevin BX on their panel. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. Um, I guess that'll take us into our new segment that we are gonna dabble with: uh, player trivia. After I gave the mm-hmm. squad, yeah. After I gave the squad several hints on uh, Chris Bronger last uh, last week, and nobody got it, um, I, I got thought it. I'd do that I again. And yeah, Mikey got it. He did tell us sure. though. He's keeping it secret. Um, so I got two players here, and I'm gonna give some hints as to who it could be. And from that information, I hope you guys can figure it out. Um, first, we'll go with the group player. Um, let's take it away. So the first hint, uh, this player won the Stanley Cup in 2010 as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Second hint, this player also made playoff runs with the San Jose Sharks and the Florida Panthers throughout his career. Oh, shit. Oh. Any... I, oh. any... I think... I, okay. Okay. Uh... Oh, no, uh, wait, 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 wait. Don't guess yet, because I have a couple more hints that I worked really hard on, so I really want to. <laughs> um, but, Corey, you have an idea? Uh, uh, no, ish, ish, ish. Keep going. Okay, Keep okay. Going. okay third, third hint. This defenseman's highest scoring season came in 2007, 2008, the same season he was traded from the Buffalo Sabres to the San Jose Sharks. Oh, I got it. I got it. 100%. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the last one kind of narrows it down. I, when he won the Stanley I Cup, I know who it is too. When he won the Stanley Cup, he played on Chicago's second defensive pairing with Nick Jalmerson and wore jersey number fifty-one. Oh, I got it for sure. Yeah. Does everyone it. have it? I think me and Corey are thinking the same. I'm blanking. Okay, Aaron. Any qu- yeah, I have any no qu- idea. Okay. In- initials are BC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep. Should I give the answer now or wait till the end? I give it now. I mean, we have okay. to. Oh. The answer? Say it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it, Mikey. I feel like... Yes. Okay. 
Brian Campbell, out of guy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. The BC gave it away, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Max is like, I knew the BC. Was yeah. Okay. BC was yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Defend yourself. Okay. I feel like um, I feel like when you say playoff run with Florida, I feel like it was like a deep play. run. See that? See, see, I was trying to play with the wording a little bit, but um yeah like he was in the playoffs with florida a couple times but they didn't make any deep runs when, once you said number 51 too i'm just like that's instantly like the well, guy i got it from from, de- from defenseman and then when you said buffalo to san jose that's when i got it yeah you had that yeah. fast Corey. yeah i did i did thank you did you have an inkling ball. around like the second hint as well with the playoff runs san jose and florida or was that just badly worded no, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking first, I thought Sean Thornton because he played for Florida, I think, but I was like, he played for Boston, not Chicago. And then I was thinking like other Ben E, I don't know, other players. But then when you said defenseman Buffalo, I knew. Yeah. I was just Googling as fast as I could. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and. Next, we have our Pat question uh, in honor of Mike's er, Max. Sorry, nice. Max's dad um, being the hockey guru. Um, so this one's going to be a bit more challenging. It's going to be from from a bit earlier um, on. You guys ready? I'm not, but are we guessing again, or is this huh? one for everyone? Sorry, are we guessing? This is a brand. This is a brand okay. new one. Um, okay, okay. And, and it's for a player that's a bit older. Okay. Um, so, again, hints start harder, and then they'll get a bit easier as we go. Okay, so this player was tied for second with Nick Lindstrom for most power play points in the 2000s decade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I was tied, can you say that again? He was tied with Nick Lindstrom for most Tied for second power... with, yeah, Okay. Lindstrom for second in... Yeah most power play points in the 2000s decade um this okay. defenseman was drafted 14th in the 1992 draft and finished as the highest scorer from his entire draft class okay N- nothing so far no i was not alive yeah <laughs> this <laughs> this player won his only stanley cup with the penguins in, in 2009 Oh, oh, I got I, I think I got it. Okay, Ow. okay. Hold that. <laughs> okay, despite, and the fourth hint, despite winning, winning with the Penguins, this player's best seasons um, arguably were with the team that drafted him, the Washington Capitals. He spent 10 seasons with that team. What? Oh. Uh-oh. 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 Carl Alzner. No, dude. Drafted oh. in 1992. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of. Well, can we get his. Points? Can we get his position? Uh, defenseman. Oh, uh, I think that, I that was part of the second hint. This defenseman yeah, drafted. I think I, I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. What's your guess? Is it uh, Sergey Gonchar? Damn right, it is. 
Boom, baby, let's go. <laughs> How did you get that? Uh, it's pretty obvious, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Um, like, capitals, just wonders, you know? doesn't it? Come on, yeah. don't you watch hockey? I mean, <laughs> back in '92. So that I was when he was drafted. <laughs> I'd say yeah. that was a bit harder than the first one. I was my bit. first. My first thought was Bill Guerin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But then when we moved to defensemen, I had to okay think a little. And when you said Washington, that kind of gave it away too. Yeah. Mm. I like these. I like these. These Perfect. are fun. I'll keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. Well. That is the uh, first edition. Uh, hope everyone had some success. Um, more than our team oh, here, but uh... yeah. So I'm, I'm, I have two, right? I've won two so far. Do we want to keep stats on that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Corey perfect. definitely does. <laughs> we'll also make sure well, next week we update on if Pat was able to get it faster than Corey. Oh yeah, yeah. Please do. That's perfect. Okay. Can we? Yeah, I don't we... think I'm ever getting one of those questions. <laughs> no, I suck. One time I'm gonna get one of you guys to make it so I can flex on my hockey knowledge. But... <laughs> oh, for sure. Until then, it'll be it'll be like who has uh, who won the most face-offs. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd probably still get it, even though face-offs are useless. <laughs> Who won the most like second period face-offs in the neutral <laughs> zone? <laughs> like, on the right side. Yeah, on the right side. Yeah. <laughs> Only uh, right-handed players. <laughs> Wild down a goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wild down a goal. Yeah. <laughs> on a on on a weekday game. <laughs> Okay. Oh, at home. <laughs> yeah. 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 Only European players. <laughs> oh my god. I think that's where you'd lose me. <clears throat> really? I'm thinking like Malkin. He's a lefty. <laughs> ah, see- <laughs> okay. Surprised he didn't say Zabinajad. Ah. Uh... Anyways, Corey, take away the next topic. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, moving on to some recent news. Um, we're going to talk about the Canucks and their first game, a solid 5-3 loss to Edmonton. Um, did you watch it? Uh, did you not? They were had a, well, they were up 2-0 uh, early, a couple minutes in. Goals from Pedersen and JT Miller. I think we were all... Pretty uh, fired up for the upcoming season. Uh, went up three nothing, and then just little by little, Edmonton came back uh, and erased that lead, and then took the game at home. And we got to watch McDavid score his seven hundredth, and then seven hundredth and first point. Yeah. <laughs> One, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and-
and a hat trick at home. So for the Oilers fans, what a great start to the year for them. For Canucks fans, pretty disappointing. Pretty roller coaster. Um, but maybe we can take a, 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 some highs and lows. Um, kind of maybe talk about some good things and some bad things. Um, so I think I'll send it off to, to Mike. You got maybe like a, like a pros and cons for us from what you saw from that first game. Yeah, I mean, the first, like you said, like the first five minutes were amazing. I was utterly thrilled and like, you know, I was so happy to see like two goals go in within like the first five minutes, but obviously they crumbled a little bit. Pros, Ederson looks pretty good. Uh, I think if he can keep up a scoring pace, the Canucks will have a chance at the playoffs and Kuzmenko as well. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, Kuzmenko is one of the biggest like questions and factors coming into the season, considering he's brand new from the KHL, and it's actually nice to see him continue what he did in the preseason, which was put up goals. Uh-huh. He got his first goal, which is super solid. Um, cons, I'm not. I I don't know the defense. Obviously, there's a little bit of a struggle still. Like we all know, and every Canucks fan knows, there's a struggle on defense. Um, but I just think the game really shifted when there was a missed call on the high stick behind the net when Evander Kane high stick Hughes in the face on their power play, and then they ended up scoring from that because Hughes was down, and that kind of shifted momentum, and then Edmonton mm-hmm. came back with all guns blazing, and they ended up winning. Kind of my opinion, I know you guys watched the game too, so I'd love to hear yours as well, but I definitely think the game shifted right after that call was missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Because I believe that was their first or second goal, if I'm correct. But after that, Hughes had to leave for, I believe, a bit of stitches or just kind of to stop the bleeding uh, for five, six minutes. And that was when it kind of slowly, Edmonton just took over. Uh, Overall, that game, uh, pros, Mikey pretty much nailed it. I think they started off really well, which any Canuck fan would know they never do. I think last year... Uh, the first 20, 30 games of the season, they always let the other team score first. I, I remember there was a stat that they always said. Um, so it's nice to see that. Uh, now we just have to <laughs> combine it with the second and third period. Um, <laughs> I also really liked how they actually split up uh, Pedersen and Miller. They went with like almost like a three-headed monster of... Miller, Pedersen, Horvat down the middle. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice to see. I like that. I, I do have one thing on that. I do agree. Like, it's super sick for them to have, like, good depth centers. But, like, Horvat playing third line kind of minutes, he's not really doing much. You know, like, he should be doing a lot more. And same with you're having Garland and Bud Coles in on the third line while you have Pearson on the first line as your left wing, which kind of confused I mean... me. I, I do get that, but at the same time, mainly because of all the power play time, but Horvat did still finish with 21 minutes of ice time. So that, it was very... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did have is, nine is, power plays, so... <laughs> is he in a more defensive role where he's getting a lot of defensive zone starts and not as many, like... Oh, yeah. Not as much That's offensive the... opportunity then? Yeah. That's what he always does. <laughs> Fair enough. I think, too, like, we can complain about the missed call, but, like, at the end of the day, they were up 3 nothing, and sometimes, like, you get missed calls in the game. Like, if 
we can also kind of say like, oh, make David a dry side like that's just kind of what they do. But we're going to be like, if we want to win the Pacific, like we have to deal with a high-powered Edmonton offense. And I kind of agree with that for sure. Like, yeah, like you know, you're up three nothing. That is a like that's a must win. If you're a good team, you have to you have to close the deal at three nothing because sure one goal two goal it was still three three and Canucks were getting power play time. Well, and they but, had uh, like eight or nine power plays and one. Play oh play. yeah. Well, I mean, their power play looked a lot better. They had a lot of shots, but if you're not going to convert any of those, I mean, you can't really complain about one one extra power play. Yeah. Exactly. Their special teams was not where it needs to be. You got to get like on a, in a close game like that. You got to get some more pucks in the net. Um, so I think missed opportunity. However, they did look good. They outshot at some points. They were doubling up Oilers in shots. Like they outshot them. Um, they, they looked like they were moving well. I agree. Kuzmenko looked really good. Uh, Patterson, I thought, and Miller both played pretty well. Um, so it's not a disappointing to lose like they don't have that you know like you know kind of you really want to finish that game but um they were they didn't look they weren't standing still so no there were definitely a lot of positives and i mean like you yeah. said they were you could tell they were gelling quite well things that didn't work last year were seemed to be going a little better this year so i mean it's only one game they just gotta <laughs> play the whole game next time exactly Maybe so um yeah would you yeah. say that they contained McDavid for a period, or was it pretty close? Um, for that first period, yes. Yeah. And then, okay. you know, again, with Canucks taking, like, penalties and stuff like that, too, obviously the Edmonton offense is going to capitalize. Like, I think it was their second goal where Hyman passed it, like, one touch passed it to McDavid for a one-timer. Like, that was nasty. That was that nasty. a nice goal. Oh, that yeah. was, like, four <laughs> yeah, one that was... taps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just a beautiful setup passing play. They obviously work on in practice. If Canucks can get that to that level on the power play, you know, be even more of a force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So looking ahead, uh, next the schedule coming up. Canucks aren't in action till Saturday against the Flyers, and then we got a Monday Tuesday back to back Washington and Columbus uh, on their Eastern road trip. And then Thursday uh, against the Wild. So we'll have um, some more to talk about uh, next week. And hopefully they can rebound from that loss and get a few dubs going on the road. I do have one question for you guys. Who do you guys think? We mentioned, you know, the players that kind of were highlighted. Who do you guys think had kind of the worst performance on the Canucks in that game? Um, I don't, I don't match the answer. Yeah, match the answer. <laughs> I'll go, and why? I'll go last in here. Oh, do you want me to go? I can go. Uh, I, sure, I, yeah. I got uh, Tanner Pearson as my <laughs> easily <laughs> worst Canuck. I I barely noticed him out there. He had a lot of offensive plays, but all of his shots didn't seem to be doing anything. Uh, mm. Defensively, he was probably a part of two or three of the goals against as there are bad turnovers. Uh, that really just spiraled and gave momentum to the Oilers. Um, everyone else on the Canucks, I I didn't see much of other uh, too many bad signs. Defense, I think, was all right. I don't think many of the goals against were their faults. Yeah. Um, I thought 
Besser could have had a better game just because I, I, you know, you're, he's expected to have a bit more of like a offensive role on the team. Um, yeah. But, and he took that late penalty, which took us off the, we would have had a five on or six on four, I think at the end of the game yeah. there could have tied it and he kind of took us off. Um, however, he did miss preseason. So it'll probably take a few games for him to kind of get into the swing of things. So then maybe that's expected. Yeah, agreed. Aaron? Uh, to be honest, there was nobody really that I noticed being that poor, but I also didn't see the first period and I was doing homework during the rest of the game. So I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, but I do remember particularly that Besser penalty was very painful. And in a way, I would agree with you, Corey, that he may be underperformed, but like you said, he didn't have a preseason. Mm. So I can't I can't really harp on him too much for one sort of not exciting game. I also forgot to mention that Pearson had two penalties. So late well, penalties too. Didn't McDavid have three penalties? <laughs> Just, just the two. Three penalties and three goals. He's, he's not that. <laughs> yeah. well, a hooking a high sticking is pretty careless in my eyes. One thing yeah. I noticed a lot, because I watched a couple of games yesterday, not the Canucks game. Um, but but the well the Avalanche game was on at the same time and they had a beautiful like banner raising ceremony and uh, all that stuff. So that's Kyle, what I was Kyle. watching. Were you singing uh, all the small things like to your TV? Uh, I was actually on the phone with my mom, so no. Okay, you recorded it and sang later. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I actually have that song on repeat on a playlist, so I just I just sit in the car and cry and sing that song. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you were saying something. I was, and I totally forget what I was going with that. Um, oh, oh. The amount of high sticking calls from like failed stick lifts, like, and then they just hit the oh. player in the schnoz. Like, there was like, there was like a dozen last night. There was a lot, yeah. Yeah, I watched the Toronto game, and I think that happened three or four times. Yeah, and then I think there was one in the in the Colorado Chicago game, or at least one, maybe two. Oh, already, yeah. So, um, so so there's a lot of that. It, it was really weird to see. I don't remember that happening a lot last year, but. Maybe it did. I guess players are button mashing stick lift too much. <laughs> yeah. They're getting those calls. Just, just a chell glitch penalty. Yeah. Always happens to me. <laughs> it's because you're timing a bad, Corey. It's it, well, it works perfectly if used perfectly. Yeah, I do use it perfectly. I use it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, Kyle, um, did you okay. watch a lot of the Avs game? Uh, yeah, I watched, I, I'd say, uh, most of it, yeah. Um, Colorado was just dominant. Even uh, I was watching the TNT broadcast, and Gretzky was like, I've never seen a team move the puck like this. So um, it's nice to see that they haven't lost a step from last year. Um, definitely some things to... Sorry? Oh, yeah, they already yeah, scored. They just, Let's go. They just, <laughs> they just scored. Byron. <laughs> um, yes. There you go. He's probably on your bench, bench, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> that game just start. I didn't trust him yet. Yeah, it's a minute and a half in. Jesus. Um, I was gonna say you were facing Chicago last night, so that was yeah, it's easy. Well, opponent. oh, it's a very easy opponent. It was, it was kind of funny watching because like 
starts thinking like, oh, like these matchups are really good. Like there's no line on Chicago that even competes with a line on Avalanche. Like, yeah. like they could be putting their third line out there and they're still like controlling play. So that was nice. Um, some like icky penalties that kind of sucked. Um, but Colorado's power play was just on point. So every every penalty Chicago took got punished basically. And uh, a couple of players on the Avalanche that could definitely um, use a bit more time to to get their head in the game. But overall, we're we're rocking and rolling. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. Not gonna lie. Yeah, Lekkonen played Unreal. Nichushkin played Unreal. The only player that like I think is just a step behind the rest of the team is is Evan Rodriguez, but it's his first NHL game with them, so I'm not too too worried. Hey, um, what about Newhook? Was he playing? Yeah, yeah, he was. So, so he's going to get a chance at the second line center role for most of the season. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's quite ready for it. I think they're kind of pushing him into that role, but. At the same time, like there's great players on that line that he gets to play with. So even if he's out of out of place a little bit, he's still gonna have okay. a decent season. Um, mm-hmm. So I yeah yeah, I think a bit more experience in that second line center role would be huge. But mm-hmm. but we're doing uh, I think we're doing all right with with that. He'll 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 learn a lot this season. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're going to move on here to a bit of a continuation from, I think it was our last episode now. I've honestly lost track at this point. Um, But going back to a bit of award predictions. So we only have one left here from general NHL, and then the rest are going to be the team-specific Canuck awards. So our first one here is what team is going to have the largest jump in points this year? And let's pass it over to Kyle first for yours. Yeah, um, not looking good so far for this uh, for this squad. I think they're yeah, losing. Yeah, remember the, we did to... this before the season started. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from a week or so ago, and so far they. Oh, is that game over? Yeah, they lost five or two to Philadelphia. Um, it's only one game. It's only one game. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> oh well, whatever. Um, so. So my predictions: the Devils. I think. I think with Jack Hughes' full season, hopefully, uh, Nico. He's sure. I think he's injured, but that's a solid one-two. Um, one-two up the middle. Improved team, adding a couple wingers and stuff. I was thinking that they're going to have a really good season this year. Might take a little while to get everybody gelled, but yeah. Aaron, who you got? Uh, I have Ottawa. So my reasoning here was just mainly based on how many changes they made. And I think overall as a team, they've improved again, just like Kyle's team. They just got killed by Buffalo today. So not a good start, but I think overall they should have a much better season than they did last year. All right. Max Is all that change net positive for them or net negative? I mean, in my opinion, positive, but I guess we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of teams that did a lot in the offseason, uh, probably no more than Detroit, and that's who I picked. Uh, I believe they finished in the mid-70s in points last year. Uh, I think they could honestly be a bit of a sneaky pick in the Atlantic this year. Um, their top six is pretty loaded. Uh, they got some prospects coming up. You got some defense prospects as well. Um, 
goaltending, they added in Huso, so you never know with him. He could make or break the team, really. Uh, but that's my pick. Mikey, how about yours? Just like everybody else's teams, uh, the Canucks I had, they got killed yesterday. <laughs> but, again, <laughs> it is one game, and we clearly don't know. You don't really sound like we know what we're talking about with these picks, but it is just one game. <laughs> hoping, we're just amateurs. Hoping, yeah, I'm hoping. He's the only one that hasn't played. And they'll step it up. Obviously, they will under Bruce, but yeah, that was my pick before the season started. Canucks. Nice. All right, Corey, last one. Yeah, I like all your guys' picks. Um, I like uh, Detroit a lot as well. Uh, I went with uh, some of the worst teams from last year Seattle. I put Seattle or Montreal. Um, I don't think they're playoff teams, but I think they will make a significant jump and kind of be more of like a bubble team. Um, I think especially Seattle, look, look for them to to uh, improve and, and maybe surprise a little bit. Um, and then Montreal was bottom barrel last year, and I, and I think they will make strides and, and, and be more competitive this year. And uh, because our oh, question was God. Um, the largest jump in on? points per team, what's going Brand on here? So just stole the puck off the goal line. Sorry, Corey, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, as I was saying, just because the largest uh, our question was the largest jump in points for a team, uh, I just think those teams did because they did so poorly last year that the, the we'll see us uh, a jump in points. Yeah, that's a fair point. I gotta say yeah. for Seattle, Matty Beneers was flying. Yes. He's looking he NHL ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't right. as close as I thought it was. I just had to replay. <laughs> so you overreacted a little bit. Well, it, it was, well, they had the goal light on, like Calgary yep. bench was celebrating, so uh, <laughs> no goal, 1-1. Okay. (laughs) All right, so moving in here now to our Canuck team awards. So these are the ones that the Canucks will award at the end of their season. So our current predictions that hopefully will be, some of us will be right. Um, So the first one will be the most points on the Canucks. And let's start off with Mikey for this one. Um, pretty predictable answer here i'm gonna go with jt miller with the most points on the canucks clearly what he did last season 99 points he had the bar down snipe in the first couple minutes of the game yesterday if he can keep that up and i think he had two assists as well one or two assists honestly just the one just the one okay um but it was on the power play i believe too so he's, he's already rolling i had miller too for those exact reasons he's just so well-rounded it just would be pretty unexpected to see somebody else overtake him, I would say. But, to be fair, the other three of you all picked the same person. <laughs> so, whoever wants to give us their reason for this guy, let's go Max first. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think it is Pedersen's year to finally break out into the player that everyone wants him to be. And I think I, I don't think Miller's going to be far behind him. If anything, they're going to be really close. But Pedersen is looking he beefed up in the summer. Uh, they talked a lot about it during the, during the uh, game last night that he went up to an 87 flex stick, which is pretty crazy wow. for a guy like him. Uh, but I think he's going to have a great year. Uh, last night he showed a lot of poise with the puck and everything. You just look at his first goal. Um, 
as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's definitely going to be leading by the end of the year. How about Corey? Go ahead about your thoughts. Uh, no, I just agree with you, Max. I think he's, yeah, he's prime for a big year. I think what we saw a lot at the end of last season, um, as long as he can stay healthy, I think uh, he's poised for a breakout. Um, I think he's going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, Canucks have a, seem to have a good offense, and he's going to take some minutes, so I agree. And yeah, I agree there. So, I, like, like before this off season, he had slim frame. Um, he he needed a full off season, healthy, and a full preseason, and he got that. And I think he's gonna have a good mm-hmm. season this year. Totally. Also beefed up the facial hair quite a oh, bit. Oh, I was just got gonna a bit mention of a new that. look. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about Max or Petey. He's a whole new guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a he's a he's he's not our boy anymore. He's becoming a man, and our man. Uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> he is more than Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't take much. Actually, actually, I I I, I shaved the chin fuzz, and I left like the lip fuzz. So I'm gonna try to get my Movember going a bit early, so that I'm not embarrassing myself. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Start a month early. <laughs> I think it's two weeks, two and okay. uh, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I know it's embarrassing, but I'll probably also give up in like a week when it gets all itchy and stuff. So I don't think you realize how bad. All right. Well, the the listeners don't realize how bad my facial hair is. <laughs> all right. Let's move on here to well, pretty much the same person for this award um, within the group here. So this is most goals, and the vote is pretty split against Miller and Patterson again. So let's go over to Corey first to give us your vote. Yeah, I mean, I'll just quickly talk about it. I took Patterson. I think that just for the same reasons, I think he's going to have a great year. And alongside with that, it means he's going to score a lot. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a lot of power play goals, and he'll get a lot of even strength goals. So that's why I picked him. Cool. Max, Mikey, anything to add there? No, pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty basic. He's gonna have a good season. Yeah, yeah. a lot of power play goals are gonna come from it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna mention that he'll be the one to go to on that power play. Uh, it'll be up to teams to block that same play, but I think Patterson's too creative to be stopped. I like what I'll say is I expect Patterson to take some of that offensive load from Miller. Like Miller, Patterson had a cold year. For a large part of it last year, Miller had to like be the guy for so many games. So I expect that to shift. I expect PD to take that load. And he's younger, and he like he's primed for a breakout, like we're all talking about. So. And then Kyle and I both had Miller, um, just with the consistency of his play on my end. That's kind of why I picked him. I hope Pedersen yeah. would be <laughs> going to be catching up or even surpassing him. But yeah, Kyle, you kind of agree there. Yeah, yeah, I think just the consistency and just uh, just I hope to see Pedersen facilitate a bit more and be more of a playmaker. Although I guess the player with that skill can do both. My my main question to to everyone and I'll and I'll probably ask it to you first, Aaron, uh, is why isn't Besser any of our predictions? He's supposed to be the sniper on this team. Because you just spoke about concern. I'm sorry, Aaron. You just oh, spoke about consistency. <laughs> He, yeah. Kyle just spoke about consistency, and Bester is uh, not consistent. Well, the key word you had there was he was he's supposed to be, but he never has been. Mm. Like, yeah, he has a really good shot, but he's never really 
like connected. He misses the net a lot. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, he misses the net a lot. Okay. Like it's just never been there. Again, I don't watch this team, so yeah, I was just hoping for that insight. He's also had a couple hand surgeries, I think now wrist yeah, wrist uh, hand surgeries. So yeah. he's had bad a new contract. Well, bad in this last couple of years, bad injury luck, and then like a lot of like um, heavy family stuff dealing with. I think it's been. I think it's affected his play. And every time he seems to get healthy, then he gets hurt again. So it's yeah. like he never really gets on a roll. So he's almost hasn't played the games or been on like a streak to even get consistent. He really just needs time so, to be healthy. So maybe hopefully next yeah. year he'll be in that conversation. I think this year will be a good one for him to kind of reset with all that other stuff that was going on outside of hockey. If he can stay injury free, he should be hopefully a lot better. I hope cool. so. Right, so. I hope he has a good hope. season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we all do. All right, moving on to the most assists now. So, Kyle, you and I were the same again for this, and I think you almost brought up our reasoning earlier. Uh, we both said Patterson, playmaking abilities being my reason, I think yours too. Yep. Yeah. Nothing to add. Max? you have someone different. Wow, yeah, look at me changing it up. Uh, I'm going with (laughs) Quinn Hughes here. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about him wanting to shoot more and try and get a little bit more goals. I think his career high was last year, and that was like eight goals. So you'd like to see that a little bit higher, but I think when it comes to assists and the playmaking, he is second to none. Um, Even saw it last night with so many passing plays the difference between him and oel on the first power play is crazy like uh crazy good that's for (laughs) sure uh and i think he'll lead the canucks in assists i think 60 70 again all right mikey who'd you have i had miller for most assists (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, Whoa. yeah, nice. I mean, Good job. I mean, we've talked about Miller and Pedersen so much. Like, my reason yeah, is just, uh, oh, it's just going to be the same as the other ones. Yeah, too. And yeah pretty much. Had Miller, not really surprised there. So let's move into one that is our first universal vote, and that's not shocking at all to me here. Um, our team MVP across the board is Demko. Anybody have any deep insights as to why, or we all just know he? kind of carries the team on many occasions it it just has to be demko if you're going to make the playoffs he's yeah. he's got a he's got a carry and he's capable of it I, yeah for sure i think maybe the question is if not demko uh does anybody have any other mvp that is also not miller or Pedersen? <laughs> i think that that seems to be like our top three so I, I just it don't have to be like could be anybody Manko, else. Um, like who's Manko or, if he scores a bunch? Hughes. Hughes yeah. if he... Hughes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is he another one that has the ability to? Yep. Because yeah. I don't think Kuzmenko is going to score enough. Like, I, I'd be impressed if he put up like 25 this year. Yeah, but to overpass Pedersen and Miller would be a pretty high task. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, our final award here is the Unsung Hero Award. So let's start off with Corey for this one. Okay. Um, I had uh, Mikheyev. Um, 
yeah, I think he could be an unsung hero. He's kind of that, from what I know, still haven't seen him because uh, he's hurt right now, play for the Canucks, but from what I know from his Toronto days, he's kind of like a do-it-all kind of player. Uh, I was thinking of unsung hero, and what was coming to mind was Yannick Hansen. So I was trying to think of who is our Yannick Hansen, and this player is just what came to mind. And score, penalty kill, throw him on the power play, checking line, top to like he can play anywhere really top he'll play in the top three lines so um I, that would be my my guess yeah Mikheyev. nice for those All reasons right. yeah mikey let's hear yours um uh, i'm gonna do a split boat here my first one was luke shen though just because again he's a guy that stands up for here all his teammates he's the aggressive one on the team you know he'll have anybody's back especially hughes and he's like the one of the biggest leaders in my opinion on the team like defensive wise and just kind of locker room wise um and i also have garland on there just because i think he works extremely hard every time he's on the ice gives like 100 percent effort he'll put up points when he has to but i think like the hard work and his effort and personally he's my favorite player and I think uh, I, do, I love watching him live, too. Yeah, I had Garland, too, as mine, pretty much for the exact same reasons. He's just so fun to watch because you can tell he's always giving 100%. And he's just, his skating and his edges are just so impressive. Like, he always looks so tiny out there just because he's so low and aggressive the whole time. He's just, yeah, he's such a hard worker. I would agree. Very yeah, he never really, he never gives up, which is nice because a lot of the times, if you know, if the Canucks make a mistake, Certain players will give up on plays. He'll never give up on a play, yeah. which is nice. All right, Kyle, let's hear yours. Uh, for me, I, I think I had Garland there originally, but after watching Kuzmenko yesterday, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, unsung hero in a lot of cases. Um, I, I like his ability to uh, to shoot the puck at will, but also look for the open player too. So that was super nice to see. Um, and I think he's going to mesh with whoever he plays with. I think he's going to be a huge part of the team this year. And our final unsung hero from Max? I have uh, Vasily Podgolzin, which is actually... I was trying to think of uh, almost my reasoning behind it, but I think it's going to be very similar to what Corey said. I really like that comparison as well. And you can see that with Podgolzin. He looks a lot stronger this year. Um through preseason you can see him be a little bit more uh you know unselfish i should say in a way with the puck but his strength he was just going through players with his speed and really just really good on on you know while carrying the puck so i think uh throughout the year he's gonna get a bigger workload and Boudreaux's gonna really want to play him more so i think that's who i'm gonna pick nice all right so that wraps up our final award predictions and we're going to move on here to talking about our Shell Stars fantasy draft. So this is going to be probably pretty unstructured, I think. Um, I know we want to talk about who has the best picks, offense, defense, goalies, maybe some interesting high draft picks that we don't think are going to work out. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Kyle for your just quick first thoughts on how our draft went. Um. Obviously, it's not a super deep league. There's only six of us, so there's pretty good players drafted all throughout the draft, even into the final round. Um, definitely some reaches by a couple of us. Um, 
me definitely probably being at the top of that list as per usual but uh my goal this year is not to blow up my team and regret it like i did last year so i think we should just immediately start off by asking you why you picked bouchard that early <laughs> or at all or, wow. or at all. <laughs> wow i mean fair fair question um I just hope that he plays power play with McDavid this year, and it's super easy to get points alongside that guy. So um, it's either him or Tyson Berry going to be on that top pairing, and uh, I want to take my chances um, and trust that Edmonton is trying to develop this guy into first first line power play defenseman. So that's where I'm at with that. And if they do put him on the first line power play, I think I'll be getting some decent points out of the guy. Yeah, fair didn't happen last night but hopefully that will change things. yeah yeah as, as, as noticing that he i mean he's still i think he's still positive points which was good i was shocked that he was only like 0.3 for us which we'll have to improve if he's gonna make the cut but i think i also have mcavoy maybe the wrong league i don't know I, i'm in three leagues and i know it's i just have so many players oh, so hard to remember i did Perfect. Awesome. So as soon as he's healthy at the end of December, um, somebody will be, will be getting snipped. So they better play up to up to their potential. And I can't I can't let this go if I'm going to get ripped for Bouchard without ripping Aaron for drafting Capo Caco <laughs> at all. I, to be honest, still don't really know exactly why I did it. I think it was because of him playing on the first line with like um Kreider's Abanajad, like how how can you not be productive and get points but clearly i was wrong because he's done nothing so far um so he could be I a just... very easy snip but like you kyle well, he... try not to pull a kyle and get rid of him too fast yeah so we shall see but i was I... being very very optimistic and i don't think it's gonna work out <laughs> it, especially after his postseason last year where he was healthy scratch and stuff it's, it's tough to Tough to say. Well, he deserves to be yeah. on that top line. But I was very shocked by that pick. I was just like you, Aaron. I'm going for the loyalty award this yeah. this year to <laughs> as redemption for for last season. Can't say I'll be that loyal, but at least I'm going to give them a little more time. At least before I commit to picking somebody else up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll you, see. you almost dropped him yesterday. I did. I had a, I did have a claim in for about five minutes, and then I canceled it. And then Max uh, uh, ended up picking up the Chewskin anyways. So see, well, that's exactly what I had. I I was ahead of him on the waiver wire, so it would have been pretty funny the if vulture. I had stealing him, but stolen him. Um, I totally had the claim in for Natushkin too, and then Max is like, oh, you're going to pick somebody up that early? And I'm like, oh, maybe I should just wait because you just sit on my bench anyways. And then Max fucking scooped him like a couple days later. I have a free roster spot, so I'll take it. Well, I do too, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Max like made me second guess, and uh, and uh, I don't think I'll regret it, but definitely, definitely a move. Yeah, I just figured with Landis Cog out... He's on that top power play, and I kind of—I don't have any other Colorado player, so I figured I needed to snag one up. And well, we had a pretty good first game today, at least. Yeah. I have to say he yeah. won't do well playing on that team. Yeah. Oh, it's like 
it's almost guaranteed he'll have a good season. Yeah. Unless he gets injured or something, then that's the only time Max is going to end up dropping him. So, no, good pickup. Go on my IR. <laughs> true. True. Uh, I don't know how much more there is to talk about. Um, we had a biggest sleepers kind of thing. The only one that really came to mind for me was was Rupa hints that that Corey got in in a later round, which I thought was an awesome pickup. Um, especially if he's going to be playing with uh, Robertson this year. I think he's going to have an incredible season. Yeah, he did really well last year, so I was happy to pick him up. Yeah, quite the steal. Yeah, I mean, you can trade me a goalie for him if you want. <laughs> Actually, my goalies, I'd say, are, I would personally say I had the best goalie draft. Um, um... <laughs> okay. Okay, who you got? Who do I have? Yeah. Vasilevsky and Jack Campbell. Oh, Mikey loves his goalies. All <laughs> all night, Campbell. the whole okay. night after the draft, my goalies are unreal, you guys. Vasilevsky and Campbell. Vasilevsky is going to get like 40, 50 wins. Going to be going to be nice. I, but uh, Campbell, you, you do have three. You do have three good goalies. You just need to figure out when to rotate them. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Third goalie, where Mikey. Yeah. I mean, they're they're really solid too. But you do our. I got Bobrovsky so too. late as well. Yeah, you did. Yeah, nobody we wanted him. Yeah, like I, in my opinion, he just probably <laughs> won't start quite enough, especially yeah. when I hand it over tonight. That I wasn't really confident yeah. in him. Agreed. That's totally fair. Yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about it, but Knight did sign that extension just over mm-hmm. a week ago for a couple of years that. I think it was like four a bit mill. So, yeah, yeah. I think Knight will be their starting goalie, um, either next year or the year after. But it's nice to be able to give him time to develop and not rush it. Uh, I do just want to point out that since we are recording this during a whole bunch of games, uh, Capo Caco has just scored. Take that! Ha <laughs> ha. So we were just ripping into him, but. It's going to be his only goal of the month, but I'm still excited. <laughs> but it's on recording. <laughs> that game's kind of just blown up all of a sudden, 6-3. <laughs> to be fair, like everybody I have on my team that has scored today, he's on my bench. So it's not actually that great. But I would hope you didn't play him. Definitely not. Imagine you play him and he just pops off for the week. That would be incredible. <laughs> He's going to be one of those players that when I finally do play him, he's just going to do absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Does uh, does anybody else want to Does anybody else want to brag about their team? <laughs> Max? I mean... What are you most proud of with your draft? Oh, man. What am I proud of? Fuck. Well, let's just think yeah. how uh, last night Max oh. was complaining quite a bit about having McDavid on his team. <laughs> wow. Tough. Tough. I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that for the entire season. (laughs) Actually, you don't. Uh, I will trade for him. Okay. (laughs) Give me your best offer. But yeah, no, I was complaining a lot for having McDavid torch the Canucks. Uh, He had 9.35 points. (laughs) Uh... But yeah, as Aaron said, I was complaining a lot about it. 
Better to have him on your team, though, I would say. A little bit. Yeah, no. I think overall my draft, I think it went pretty well. I took some, I don't know, some interesting picks. I went a lot off of potential, I would say. So high ceilings for a lot of players, but I'm hoping that can really work out. Um, my defense could be really good or really bad. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Corey, any thoughts on your draft? Uh, um, yeah, I, I like my team. Uh, I'm confident with my team. My team is... I have Zabanajad, so that's all you need to know, you guys. I have Mika Zabanajad. Your team definitely um, looks better than your recent years drafting. I'll tell you that. That's, that's true. What a backhanded compliment. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> So sorry, but I was looking yeah. at your team earlier, and I'm like, it actually looks pretty good. So, dude, your center Ed- depth is actually unreal. A lot of Edmund, a lot of Edmonton players. Um, my team is yeah. sick. Okay, I have Zabanajad, Drysital. I have both Evander Kane and Patrick Kane, Pedersen. <laughs> uh, who else? Cider and Rasmus Dali. Like my team is like, if this was a Markov, real team, Eichel. Yeah, if this was a real team, I'm 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 a dynasty. Like these players are, I have the perfect mix of like young, like young studs and like, like good, like vets in their prime, playoff experience. The only, uh, no, oh yeah, I have Demko, dude. I'm, I'm freaking, yeah. Rasmus Anderson, I know you wanted him, Max. Let's show. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, well, you're almost catching Corey in points here in fantasy. I just checked, guys. I have Jack Eichel, and yeah, um, yeah. What the heck? Uh, Kyle's like three points behind me now. Yeah, my <laughs> squad's popping off today, and yeah. my goalies haven't even done good yet. Noah Dobson done well, done well. <laughs> okay, English teacher. Um. Jake Gensel, 5.1 points. Let's go. Yeah. Go check on my bench. 5.2 points. I didn't pick Crosby, okay? I I did. And he got me 5.2 points, so stellar. Let's shift into the fan question, Maxwell. Yeah, so this was uh, pretty much from a while back now. I think this was our question from like three weeks ago because I don't think we discussed it last uh, podcast. Um, but this is, uh, we asked you guys what team is going to have the hottest start. Um, clearly, that we've only seen one game for some teams. Um, so you guys did answer with uh, a few votes for Vegas, Canucks, and Edmonton, all funny enough from the Pacific. Uh, I think we can all see pretty much any of these those teams going for the hottest start. Canucks definitely can <laughs> hopefully redeem himself, but I guess Edmonton starting off with a solid win. Uh, both comeback wins as well. So, any of you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Edmonton looked pretty solid coming out of the gate, so it's hard to say they won't have a pretty hot start, but I know we're all hoping here the Canucks are going to turn it around and make that vote actually count 
we're all. I hope Edmonton has Including a tough, Kyle. a good start. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say we are all Canucks. I, I <laughs> no. Oh. Well, yeah, almost all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was eighty percent the way there. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, and uh, so pretty much our fan question kind of just goes along with what we've been talking about for the last little bit here, and is uh, who had the best draft? So. Uh, Aaron's probably going to talk about it here in a moment, but I mean, we're going to post on Instagram uh, all of our uh, fantasy teams. Um, that way, we don't just have to list them out to you like so on the podcast. Um, that would be and awful. You can all grade us on. Uh, I mean, Corey pretty much did. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. That would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> So let us know your thoughts, even if you want to go even more in depth. Let us know who had the best offense, defense, and goalies. Aaron, take it away. Yeah, thanks, Max. So that wraps us up for another week here. We're so sorry it took so long for us to have another episode, but I hope it was worth it. Um, Like Max said, our Instagram will have all of our full teams laid out, so please head over there to judge us and hopefully... There will be a couple compliments on some of our picks. We shall see. Um, Other than that, as always, please follow our Instagram and subscribe and give us some reviews. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.